Hello friends, my name is Enoch Leffingwell and today I'm going to share with you how you can be ready always to give an answer to anyone at any time for the reason of the hope that's in you. Now a lot of times we recognize that as Christians we have this great commission that God wants us to share with others what we have been learning but the very thought of giving a Bible study I remember for me was paralyzing and it seems pretty overwhelming at first. You're like, what am I going to say? How do I know um, what what to say? Or like, I know what I believe, but to be able to communicate that to someone else, like, oh man, what if I get asked a question that I don't have the answer for? What if, uh, what if they say something to me and I'm not ready? A lot of these different questions come up and I find that this is one of the things that prevents people from sharing their faith because they're so afraid of not being ready. And if this is you, if you've ever felt any of these things, then stay tuned because I'm going to be sharing with you the one surprising way, a number one way that I have found to always be ready. And it is amazing. But first, my name is Ian Cleffingwell. And at the Army of Youth, we are passionate about helping young people to identify their unique talents and to dedicate them to the Lord's service. And we love sharing uh, videos and tips on how you can share your faith to use your influence to lead others to Jesus. If this sounds interesting to you, I encourage you to like or to follow, subscribe to um, our channel, podcast, we're on Instagram, and definitely check out uh, some of the other videos we have for new videos very frequently. So in this experience, I remember when I just got started and um, I had just given my heart to Christ. I was 16 years old. I was studying the Word of God. And I'm like, this is amazing. I love this. And I wanted to share with others. But early on in my experience, um, I would try to study with anyone and everyone who would just give me the time. And so my best friend's dad at the time, he was willing to study with me. But the guy like studied the Bible for like 13 years. I'm like, oh, he knows the Bible way more than I do, and it's like, how am I going to be able to share with this guy? Um, what is get, what's this going to look like? There's just so many doubts and questions, concerns that I had, and um, I remember also there were some times where I would like I would be given opportunities to speak, and um, in when I would speak and try to put together an outline, it was like my transitions weren't really good. It didn't really connect well the different ideas. Like I see some things in my notes, but I'm like. Well, how do I communicate my notes or what I believe, like my notes in a way that someone else could understand? All these things were super confusing, very difficult, until I understood this one thing. As I was reading one day in an old book about evangelism from the 1800s, it was talking about how these Bible readings are a heaven-born idea that is able to equip those young and old, men and women, that thousands would be able to give Bible readings and be equipped in the Lord's service who otherwise wouldn't be able to. And I read this, I'm like, wow, that sounds important. That sounds like what I need. It's like, what are these Bible readings? And I was trying to figure this out. And as I continued to search and look for Bible readings, I asked some pastors, I'm like, do you know what a Bible reading is? And one pastor was like, yeah, it's when you open the Bible and you just read the Bible in front of the audience. And I'm like, well, that's that's probably not it because how would that equip thousands young and old to share with others? That didn't really mesh. And so I asked another person, it's like, well, uh, do you know what a Bible reading is? No. Do you know what a Bible reading? And I'm asking these pastors like, no. And then finally, it was probably the fourth pastor asked, do you know what a Bible reading is? I'm trying to understand. And they're like, well, why don't you go through some of the other writings that the same author says and see how they use Bible readings? 
I was like, whoa, that makes sense. So I started going through and I stumbled across this book. It was awesome. It's called Bible Readings for the Home. And in this book, it contained a list of Bible readings. And I noticed that every lesson had a format. And the Bible reading format was using questions before every verse. So it was a question, Bible verse, question, Bible verse, question, Bible verse. It was incredible. And in this, I saw a method. It was a format. It was a framework that could be followed to finally give Bible studies. So there's often some subjects or areas that I wanted to share with others, but I didn't know where they were in the Bible. I didn't know the order to logically, like step-by-step walk someone through the process, especially in my inexperience at the beginning. But when I got a hold of some Bible readings, they made it so much easier to be able to give Bible studies to other people based on these subjects. Whatever the subject is, I just look look for it and then start sharing a Bible reading. That was amazing. It made all the difference. See, the book of Acts, chapter 8, we see in verse 30 and 31, there's a similar example. Philip, who's an evangelist, he meets this Ethiopian eunuch and he's studying the book of Isaiah 53. And Philip, this as an evangelist, he comes up to him, he's like, hey, do you understand what you're reading? Notice that's a question. And it's interesting what the eunuch said. He was saying that, well, how can I accept some man explain it to me? And so it showed that there is this, this level of sometimes it's very good that God sends missionaries to go and give Bible readings. And then he explained to him what the word of God says. But you notice that he used the question as like a hook to catch their attention, to add more, to extract more value and to uh, uh, rivet the attention and focus on the verse of the passages being read. A lot of times, like my problem in my speaking and, and teaching before was when I just throw out different verses, people didn't understand the context. But when I added a question before the verse, it made so much more sense. So, um, like, I'll give you an example. John 3.16, super uh, popular verse. It says, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten Son, that whosoever believeth in him shall not perish but have everlasting life. Now, you could just share that verse and be like, oh, okay, that was kind of random, or thank you, that was a good verse, I like it. Or you could preface it with a question. So you could say, how do we know God loves us? John three sixteen, For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son. So you realize that it puts the emphasis on that God gave his son. It's like, okay, so same verse, new question. What must we do to have everlasting life? That whosoever believeth in, on him shall not perish, but have everlasting life. So the condition of everlasting life is to believe in Jesus. So this is, a, a, you notice how the question actually directs the focus. The first time, it was a focus on God giving his son. The second time, it was a focus on believing on Jesus. So this is a principle that questions direct your focus and the focus of others. So if you're wanting to give Bible studies to someone and help them to understand and behold and focus on Jesus, then it's the questions you ask that will dictate and help the person to come up with the answers from God's Word. This is a Bible reading format. Ask a question followed by a Bible verse. And when you have Bible readings, they're so simple because you could put them together in your devotions as you're studying the Bible. One of the things that we teach in our online courses and with our, um, in our coaching program with the Army of Youth is 
to document your devotions. We have direction from God, how to study the Bible, and we teach our students to when you study your devotions, to just take notes. Document your devotions as you study. If something pops out at you, write it down. Save it on a page. And to go even further, that instead of just having random verses and, and quotes and things that you enjoy on, on your page, put a question before every section of your notes and it will make it so much more powerful. Then when you start putting questions in your devotional documents, this is what allows you to always give an answer. We, I recommend uh, to use a digital page like Google Docs. Uh, this is something we've used and it's super helpful because in seconds you could take notes in a way you can easily access for years to come because they're digital i've had like buildings burned down i've had bibles di disintegrate i've lost pages i've lost journals and and the thing and i've traveled out of states or out of the country doing missionary work and i didn't have the notes that i otherwise would but because i have my my devotional documents digitally Anywhere I go in any country, no matter how many like buildings burn down or places I move, I always have it on my laptop, on my phone, wherever. But being able to ask the question, to preface each Bible verse with a question allows me to always be ready to give an answer. And it really simplifies the process incredibly. So Jesus actually used this, uh, God used this example. It was very interesting in Genesis 3. This Act, this uh, practice of using questions to instruct. Remember when Adam and Eve sinned? They were hiding, right? When God came to the garden, he, the first thing that he said, he didn't say, Adam, you sinned. He said, Adam, where are you? And Adam's like, oh, I, uh, I saw I was naked and I hid. So wh what did Adam, uh, what did God respond? Who told you that you were naked? Now, did God know where Adam was? Of course he does. He used his question to be instructive, to show Adam, Adam, why are you hiding from me? And he realized like, well, I'm, I'm naked, but who told you that you're naked? Did you eat of the fruit that I said not to eat? God knew all this, but this was to be a, a revealing, a soul-searching experience for Adam to discover and examine himself. This is why God used questions in teaching. So we would do well to cultivate the skill of asking questions. That's Genesis 3. Another example is, um, I want to share this, it's so cool because for years I would give Bible studies and I would take notes, but I didn't take notes in a Bible reading format. I didn't use Bible readings. And because of this, sometimes I would go with a partner. I, I would teach different people how to give studies. But um, as, I would, as I would share with people, they would ask questions and then I would answer. They'd ask questions, I'd answer. And um, a lot of my contacts, they'd ask questions. I'd give them Bible answers and they're like, oh wow, this is a blessing. So they see that the Bible has all the answers. That's one thing that people always leave my Bible study saying like, whoa, God's word has the answers, not trusting Enoch's opinion or ideas, but the word of God has answers to everything. But the problem with that is it didn't really duplicate. And what I mean by that is I couldn't teach someone else how to do that as easily. And so I got kind of uh, like discouraged that 
it just, I was doing like five to seven Bible studies a, a day and I, I had like 50 people I was studying with and it just seemed like no matter how many more studies I did, there was never enough. It, and I was like, how can I train other people to do this? And for whatever reason, they weren't catching it. It wasn't until I started to use Bible readings as a duplicatable framework to teach others and giving Bible readings to others, boom, then things started to take off and people were able to do it. And the reason why is because if you could read a question and look up a Bible and read a Bible verse, you can give a Bible reading. How many of you can read a question and look up a verse? Yeah, chances are most of you. So if you can do that, you can give a Bible reading. And it's that simple. A child can do it. In fact, Jesus, when he was 12 years old, in Luke chapter 2, verse 46, the Bible says that he was in the temple at Passover. He was hearing and asking questions of the doctors of the law, these rabbis. So what's powerful is Jesus, as a child, he was able to teach. And the, and the, doc, the rabbis, they were amazed at his answers. But... Had he came as a teacher, they would be like, what do you know, little child? Who are you to teach me? But because he came as a learner, his questions, get this, the questions of Jesus were instructive. The very way that he asked them, they taught in them. So when we give Bible readings, your questions can be instructive when you learn to preface each of your Bible verses with a question as you have your devotions and as you document your devotions. It's very powerful. Um, so that's, that's a way that, that Jesus used. And so as I was teaching my students there, um, about a year ago, we had a student. His name was Willie. And I, I showed him this Bible reading format. He's like, wow, thank you. That really organized my notes. It's so much more helpful. And then Willie went and then he started teaching Isaiah, who was 14 years old at the time. And Isaiah just gave his heart to Christ. He's super excited. He's on fire for the Lord. And Willie's like, okay, when you're studying, do some Bible readings. And Isaiah just started to just list out questions, verses, question, verses. And he found all these verses and listed them out. So Isaiah's pumping out these Bible readings. He's 14 years old. And then, then Isaiah's dad, his, um, his grandpa, um, who happens to be Catholic, he's asking different questions. And Isaiah's like, oh, wait. So he pulls up his devotional documents and he's ready to give an answer to his grandpa as he's having these different questions. So when you look at that, this is actually four generations of Bible readings because it's so duplicatable. I taught Willie, that's one and two. Willie taught Isaiah, that's three. And Isaiah taught his grandpa, that's four. Four generations of duplication that um, was able to be reached as a result of using this duplicatable format. In evangelism, there's something we need to understand. We don't want what works, we want what duplicates. I'll say that again. We don't want what works, we want what duplicates. So what I mean by that is when I gave a bunch of Bible studies just from my verses and everybody would ask me and I just spew them out there, the answers, it doesn't, like it works, it, it works for that specific scenario, but it can't duplicate. I can't pass that on to someone else. But what I could do is if I create a Bible reading and follow that, then I could give that Bible reading to someone else and as long as they could read a question and look up a verse, they can give the same Bible reading to other people. It's an incredible method to be able to do this. So I want to encourage you that if you want to be ready always to give an answer, if you want to learn how you can give Bible studies, then I encourage you to 
um, join us for the squads that we do. We do these small group Bible studies online from anywhere around the world where we're following these Bible reading formats. And through this, people who have never given Bible studies in their lives are, for the first time, they're stepping up to the plate, they're getting training, they have their hand raised saying, Lord, here am I, send me. I want to use my talents for God. I don't know where to start. But then they're invited, just like you are invited, my dear friend, to join us for these weekly Bible studies where you could be taken under the wing by experienced Bible workers who know how to give Bible readings and how to answer others. And you could receive training so that you can be ready always, so that you can share with others what God has shared with you, or at least see how the process is done. If you're interested in seeing these Bible readings in action, then I invite you to go to thearmyofyouth.com forward slash squads so that you can sign up today. And it's again, thearmyofyouth.com forward slash squads. And we have different times that meet uh, to fit this a schedule that works best for you. And that you can choose from and it's only for an hour of the week and it is so powerful and there's prayers there's testimonies there's a bible reading and then there's more ways you can get involved it is so helpful and it's duplicatable there's room for anyone who is interested in using their talents for christ to contributing learning growing with others that you can actually engage so if you thought this was a blessing i really encourage you to hit like Share it with someone who, who do you know that could benefit? Who do you know that wants to be ready to share with others, but they don't know where to start? Who do you know? If, if this was helpful to you, I encourage you to go tell it to the world. Tag your friends below if you think that they could benefit. But until next time, remember that God doesn't call the qualified. He qualifies the call.